Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I changed the time on the show for a lot of reasons, and partly that's because a lot of individuals have shared with me that they're not available at 12 p.m. normally when I'm doing the show. So because of that, I said, you know what, let me just make my day a little bit longer. And so, therefore, I decided to change the time. So I see that somebody is already on the show. So let me go on and log them on. So let me log them on because they wanted to know if I was on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Golf Talk Radio. How are you doing? I can hear you, but you got a lot of background noise. Uh, I'm on my Alexa, Miss Jeanette. It's Pearl. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me on the show. You know what? It's crazy because <laughs> I was trying to go Facebook Live at the same time, and um, yeah. it made it complicated because of the simple fact that I was posting the information on the show today, and I forgot my – Facebook logged me out. And I don't know my Facebook password. I had to change it. But apparently when they changed it, it didn't change it on my my thing. So I'm trying to log yeah. on live and it's really giving me some issues. So but I, like I said, I want to thank you for being a guest on the show tonight. Now today's topic is one of those I always say an interesting topic. But it's one of those topics that a lot of individuals, it becomes so taboo that many individuals don't like to talk about. And they don't like to talk about it for a lot of reasons because sometimes it can hit real close to home. And when I say close to home, I mean it's one of those things like a bullseye when it just pops you upside the head. And it has to do with unresolved trust issues. Now, when I um, mentioned this topic, what came to your mind? Um, what came to your mind? that I have that I have trust issues. <laughs> why I'm single? You said what came to your mind was that you have trust issues. Yeah, and that that's why I'm probably on single because I just I just assume that everybody is like out for the bad. Uh-huh. Or something from me, you know? Not you know nothing what? genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that's interesting you said that because a lot of times individuals are not aware of how their trust issues may impact them as well as impact other people. They're not aware. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. But when you talk about Trust. How did you learn about trust? What is what is what does trust mean to you? And it's so crazy because I'm sitting up here and I still can't find my paperwork. I had all of this stuff all over the place. Oh, girl, I don't know what nothing is right now. It's a problem. It's a problem. Um, integrity, like doing what you're going to say, um, you know, walk in the talk, like, uh, I want to see action by your words, you know, mm-hmm. so in, I think, I think integrity is huge with 
trust. Uh-huh. Um, just show, you know, um, if you say you're sorry, you know, that you actually really mean it, you know, I mean, I don't need flowers, I don't need material things, I need, I, I, I need action. Okay, I like that, I need action. And a lot of times when we talk about that, and even with building trust, that is crazy now, I've been sitting up here knowing I had to at 6 o'clock, and I done messed around and don't even know what I did with the paperwork that I had, wrote everything down on. I need a whooping. I, I really do. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to even worry about it. I'm just going to let it do what it do. So when we right. talk about a lot of times it starts in our childhood. It starts with trusting our parents, trusting, you know, our teachers. And what happens is when that trust is broken, Sometimes we can carry that into relationships with other people and not even realize the impact that it may have or have had on us. And that's why when I said unresolved, it's kind of like we're holding on to some baggage. Or not only baggage, we're holding on to a sense of trauma of something that has happened to us or something that has been done by someone else, and yet now... We're projecting it onto somebody else, and we're not even aware of it. And right. it will end up in our relationship, whether it's a dating relationship, whether it's a work relationship, whether it's with our family, because we get tired of being disappointed. We get tired of expecting things only to later, you know, receive something different in return. Right. Okay. So yeah. when we start, I see that um, one of my clients on, and I did not have her scheduled for today, so now i got to send her a text message to tell her that I am on a radio show. So tell me a little bit about, like I said, I know you said that you thought about it in relationships, you thought about it with yourself. And because of that, that's what made you call in. Well, let the audience, tell the audience a little bit about your perception of it. I've got to go check something because I think I may have left something in my room. But let me go check and see if I got it. So, okay. <laughs> tell the audience a little bit about where your trust company has been, been built. How my trust what? How you build trust with others. How, do you how does it feel trust? a trust? How does it uh-huh. feel or how do I deal? How I do feel you scary. Feel how do you oh, feel trust? Yeah, by always following through, you know, do what you say you're going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, it goes back to childhood. You know, my, my, my parents got divorced when I was 12, and if my dad said he was going to show up, he better show up, and he did, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but but I also had issues with, uh, you know, him saying, oh, I'm only going to have one drink, and he's had a few drinks, you know, and then he puts us in the car and he drives, and, you know, as I get older, I'm like, wait a second, that's that's not cool. So I, I, I have problems with people that drink or excessively drink because then I think, well, they're just going to get drunk and drunk and drunk, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I need, I need. 
because I had yeah. she's on to Zoom and I didn't have her scheduled tonight. And I, you know what? I ran in my room to go see if I could find the paper, girl. Why I can't find the paper? What you're talking about? You know, you know, God's got you. Okay, I think I found it. You know, it's crazy because I found it up under my Bible. And on Tuesday, this normally when I do the show. Out. I found it. I found it. Okay, so like I was saying, when we start, oh, she said, oh, I thought we were scheduled for today. Um, I'm gonna sit down. Okay, so um, let me see. I will. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna let it. I will call. And then I'm going to say topic, and then I'm trying to tell the unresolved trust issues. Okay. You can call in at 16. Now, if you're on Facebook Live, you want to join in or you want to call in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-387. Seven um one nine one four. Okay, five one six three eight seven one nine one four. She said nice, I need to hear that show. <laughs> so I just gave her the number to call in so we could talk about it. So I would tell her to call in. Because the more the merrier. So we can join in on this conversation. And um okay, so getting back to that, like I said, talking about unresolved trust issues. First we gotta figure out what trust means and how do we develop trust. And, you know, I've heard it be said, Pearl, that trust is something that you got to earn. Now, mm-hmm. if that's the case, how do you earn it when yet it's something that you should basically, you want to try to have before you earn it? Now, individuals can get to the point to where they have betrayed your trust, you know, mm-hmm. because you want assurance of reliance on a character, ability, strength, you also want to be able to be honest with you, and you want to know that you're safe. And a lot of times we start yeah. talking about trusting someone, we first start learning to trust our parents. Then we get into relationships. So when we start talking about unresolved issues with trust, sometimes that comes from being disappointed by our parents. Let me knock this caller on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. Number ended in 3-7. How are you doing? Okay. You old, but you're not saying anything, but no problem. Okay. So we start talking about, like I said, these unresolved trust issues and where these trust issues come from. It can start with your parents. Then it can go into a relationship where you get, you in a relationship, you're dating someone, you marry someone, you believe that you're saved. You have all of these plans, you got all of these goals set for yourself, but then something happens in that relationship. Whether it could be a sense of betrayal, it could be dishonesty, it could be feeling um disloyal, it could be a combination of a lot of things. But the problem is if the individual don't steal from that relationship, they can take that issue onto another relationship and not even be aware of it. And then we got childhood trauma, childhood thing, fear, rejection, negative thoughts. 
I also want to say sometimes that unresolved trust issue can be a part of just being paranoid. Where there are some individuals that have paranoid personality disorder or where they can have a strong distrust or be suspicious of other people. Now, when you take it to it being a mental health issue, that's a whole nother arena. So if you're out there and if you have trust issues or you have a hard time um, trusting other individuals or telling the truth, please don't be afraid to call in. We can talk about it. You know, you can share your experience because trust may not happen always right away, but it can be built over time within a relationship if the individual has the skills and the tools when it comes to um, developing or being trustworthy. You know, Pearl, I want to say a lot of times one of the issues that I know individuals have had or experienced is they put their trust in the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like we, we ignore the red flags. You know, we see them, but we 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 kind of look at, you know, oh, well, this is, you know, this is a good, and, you know, it, it kind of outweighs, like, one good can outweigh, like, 20 red flags, right? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think so, you know? So, and then we just focus on that, and then, I, I don't know, and we make excuses for that person, or we, you know, just tell, you know, oh, no, he said he loves me, or, you know, she says she loves me, so... Of course, they're not going to lie to me, but we know they're lying. <laughs> I know they're so lying. I, I don't know. You said I didn't know that they're not going to lie to me, but you lied to yourself. Because as right. I was getting this information together for the show, and I saw and I saw some information about pain, hurt, disappointment. We're in pain, we hurt, and we become disappointed. Now, I want to share with you guys some information, and I'm getting this off the Internet, and it's about, it's coming from Choosing Therapy, and it talks about 13 signs of trust issues and how to overcome them. Now, it says, have you ever felt that you couldn't trust someone, even if they've done nothing to you? And a lot of times that happens. You know, we have relationship anxiety. We have suspicions. We can have our doubts but it can become very damaging to a romantic, personal, or professional relationship. Now, learning to trust, again, can be difficult, but necessary to maintain your emotional well-being because you don't want to go around being a victim. You don't want to go around talking about what somebody did to you or what, you know, saying that or blaming things, people for things that have happened to your life, in your life. Now, what are trust issues? Trust is believing in the integrity of others. Now, building trust means that you feel secure and your interactions and your relationships are able to, you're able to open up and you're able to be vulnerable with others. When people harm you and betray your trust, your feelings of security can be shattered. It could be, you know what, it's even hard to explain for me to even get it out. When a person has believed in someone, loved someone, cared for someone, and feel betrayed by someone. So that security can be shattered. You start to expect the worst from others and become suspicious and skeptical. Now, this lack of trust 
commonly referred to as having trust issues, like I said, can be harmful to your mental issues or your mental health and your relationship with others. Your mental health, like I said, it increases your anxiety. It can increase your depression. Now, when we start talking about the importance of trust in a romantic relationship, trust issues can cause you to have relationship anxiety, which is one of the things that I talked about. It can keep you from going deeper. I used to get accused of putting up walls. I remember one time a person said, can you please um, move your bricks? Can you, like, let some of your walls down? Uh-huh. They had a conversation with someone, and they were telling me about my fears. Well, you know, you have fears. That, and I'm like, well, maybe you've been hurt. And I, it made me think where some of that stuff may have came from because I didn't think I had trust issues. I really didn't. I thought I just trust everybody until you give me reason not to trust you. Then I'm like the, uh-huh. the little dog on a size of pet where they said, I don't know if I can trust you, you know, because you've been lying uh-huh. to me about some things. So when we start talking about this romantic relationship, it's very difficult for your relationship to grow if you feel that you cannot trust the person that you with. Now, it can also be a major issue if you are checking your partner's phone without asking or you're constantly checking up on them. You know, Pearl, I've had people, the locators on their phones. The person want to know your location. They want to know where you at. They put devices. You know what? That's that's a whole nother beast. I I wouldn't want to be in a relationship if I got to do all of that. Yeah, no, I I I don't. I, I would never do that. Like if I got a feeling, I would just leave. Like I, I don't want to get into. Did you do this? Did you say this? Or you know, I don't want to know. I just want. I will just leave. But the, this is the thing, Pearl. And we're gonna talk a little bit about the red flag. You don't have to just leave. You can have a conversation first. At least give the person the opportunity to express themselves or have a, engage in a conversation before you just leave because it may not be what you think it is. But, True. you know, my used to say, seek and you shall find. So if you're going through people's stuff, going through their phone, you're going to find something that you may misinterpret or it may not uh-huh. be the way you it is, so you want to make sure that you're mindful of that because sometimes we can self-sabotage things. Now, again, what are trust issues and signs? They can be present. We can assume betrayal. We can anticipate betrayal. We can become overly protective. We can distance ourselves. We can try to avoid commitment. We can refuse to forgive. Sometimes people feel lonely, and sometimes individuals can feel depressed. So that definitely can become a problem. Now, Jerome is calling me, and I don't want to okay, click on this. i got to let him know I am on the air. He's probably like, what are you doing? Of course he's calling. You know what? Because I'm normally not on the air this time of night. I'm really not. So now he's calling me probably like, uh, what are you doing for me? So relationship, Pearl, what is your take on that in regards to trust in a relationship? What is your main ingredient? Let me see. Um, yeah, I think you have to start, I think you have to start off trusting, you know, until somebody gives you a reason not to, you know, and I mean, if you can trust, I think it's healthy, 
Hello? You know I'm on the radio, right? Oh, I do. All right? Mm-hmm. That's been something that I've 
that was introduced to you as a child. Mm-hmm. Which will create an unresolved trust issue. Correct. Correct. And, you know, and, and and that is true. A lot of that is childhood because, as I, you were saying, I was thinking about how my mother was with her boyfriend, and, I mean, she would break into hotels. She would go through your car. She would, she said it was man that had a convertible Cadillac. She cut a hole out of his Cadillac, a hole on the top of the Cadillac, just to go in his glove, glove box because she knew he kept a lot of the stuff in his car. I'm like, what are you doing that? You know, but that was because of her own insecurities, but she'll have a fit if somebody goes through her stuff. Right. But will go through somebody else's stuff like it wasn't nothing. So, like I said, when I talked about that the trust issues and the signs can be present, you know, assume betrayal, anticipated betrayal, overly protective, people distance themselves, they try to avoid commitment, Refusing to forgive. Now, when we talk about forgiveness, forgiveness is one of those things that, you know, they don't want to, they'd rather hold on to the hurt and the pain than to work through the hurt and the pain. So I'm going to say, Pearl, what's your take on that? Is it hard for you to forgive someone that has betrayed you? No, it's easy to forgive because you, if you don't forgive, you're giving the person more power than they all than they actually have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you holding the grudge while they're going on with their life happy. <laughs> that is true. Pearl, what's your take on that, Pearl? Because I know sometimes, Pearl, you be want to hold on to some things. So, Pearl, what's the, yeah, what's the purpose of it depends. it depends on what it is, you know? Like, you know, if they said they were going to come over at, Eight or you know, or even friends, not not you know, not a boyfriend or someone, and then they cancel last minute. I'm just gonna think, okay, you know, I have to assume, I have to trust that they are telling me the truth, you know. Now if they mm-hmm. cheat, no, but you gave me your word in the beginning of this when we said we are going to be exclusive, you know, or mm-hmm. if a friend steals, if a friend steals from me, you know, or doesn't pay me money back, I lent. And yeah, I'm going to, I mean, it's not really hold on to the resentment or the trust issue. I'm just, you know, not going to lend them money anymore or, you know, if they keep canceling plans, I'm just not going to make plans with them anymore. It doesn't mean I'm okay. not going to, you know, friendship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if somebody cheats or betrays, like, my heart, then yeah, it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm, because your heart is broken. Now, even with your heart being broken, Pearl, one of the things that I've learned is not to hold on to that because some people just don't know better. I'm not going to say I don't trust you because if you tell a person you don't trust them, a lot of times, especially with males and females, they may not understand what it means when you say, I don't trust you. They, From my understanding and my experience, men have taken it to the point of, it's like, you don't trust me with anything. Now, with a woman, it's more of you can't trust me because I may have cheated or you can't trust me because I went to the casino or you can't trust me because you're drunk, you'll text me and be like, get away from the ATM machine. So, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, where? <laughs> I'm not going to the ATM machine. I'm not looking around. <laughs> you won't be like, boo. I'll be like, oops. <laughs> 
So, I mean, so many things, like I said, we start talking about the, the trust. Now, like I said, having trust issues can be harmful, and it impacts individuals in several areas in their life. Holding grudges is huge. Picking fights. Sometimes when individuals have trust issues, they'll pick fights with their partner, and the partner is wondering, where is this coming from? What is going on with you? Or, like I said, they'll keep to themselves, they'll avoid commitment, spy on other people, smother other people that they care about, and have fear of abandonment. Those are just some mm-hmm. of signs. Yes, Jerome. Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you, you hit the nail on the head because those <laughs> are some of the signs. Another thing we start talking about trust issues is even we're talking about having friends or, um, hey, Christina Fletcher, I see you watching, you know, with friends. And sometimes they may not understand the dynamic of that friendship, especially if they have unresolved trust issues or they may think that everybody is a cheater. So if somebody betrayed them and now you meet somebody and they got outside friends, they're like, well, what's going on with these outside friends or what is they you don't understand the relationship, so the distrust can come, the accusations can appear, and the assumptions. And sometimes you have to separate your stuff from their stuff because sometimes you may not know where that's coming from, but healing is possible because trust is important in any relationship because you want people to be honest, you want them to be reliable. You want to be able to depend on them when they, you need them. You want to be able to be vulnerable, be yourself, and feel safe and secure. Because if you don't feel safe, that can create mm-hmm. a problem. If you uh-huh. can't be yourself, that can become a problem. Or, and being vulnerable is not a bad thing. You know, and I know because sometimes you'll be like, you silly, you goofy, you <laughs> I mean, like that all my life. <laughs> but it's good to be able to laugh. It's good to be able to be yourself, and it's good to feel like you safe. Because if not, you're walking on eggshells, yeah. and it can be walking definitely the problem. Walking on eggshells, you Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you're pretending, that can definitely, definitely be a problem, your problem. So, Jerome, what do you want the listeners to know in regards to this unresolved trust issues? And I know I got you on the phone, so I can't even look at my other stuff because I got one phone on Facebook, the other phone, my iPad ain't working because I don't know my password. Well, my iPad, you know, just let it go. You because it ain't worth holding on to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just, just call back. Yeah. And once your closet gets full of baggage, you don't have nowhere else for it to go, and it will eventually come out negative. Mm-hmm. So it's best to just let it go. Yeah. And if you feel so, like you can't trust the person, just don't deal with it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like that. If you feel like, uh, what, what, what Fantasia say, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. <laughs> so if you feel like you can't trust me, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. I found another device wrong. I got my other computer. I still got to figure out these doggone passwords, though. So when we're talking about these things on 
how to build trust. One of the things with how to building building trust is you gotta be consistent. You know, nobody is mm-hmm. perfect and individuals will make mistakes. But just because a person makes a mistake doesn't mean that you gotta constantly throw things up in their face or make it seem like it's the end of the world because someone has done something or said something or didn't follow through. And that can definitely become a problem. Hey, Jamie, I see you watching. Now, I want to give you some information about 10 ways to build trust in a relationship because sometimes a relationship can start off where you've got two people being phony, two people not really being authentic or being themselves because a lot of times individuals feel that they're going to be rejected. So if they feel they're going to be rejected, they may come in with their impersonator versus who they are because they're trying to feel the waters. Now, again, trust, you cannot have a healthy relationship without it. It's not going to be healthy. And yet virtually all of us bring into mind some scenarios where our trust has been broken. So how do you develop it in the first place, and can trust that's been broken be rebuilt? I tell individuals when we're talking about trust being rebuilt, it kind of goes back to can all relationships be restored? Some relationships is not worth being restored. Some things you got to just leave it alone. Leave it alone, leave the person alone. That person just is not ready yet. They have not healed. How long this going to take? Nobody knows. But you don't want to continuously become hurt in the process. Now, one of the things that as I'm talking about this, and it talks about how to build trust, and it talks about 12 general tips, because I've, I had a person tell me that, you know, when they're married to someone, even if this person defy you, this person do these things to you, you still supposed to believe in that person. How can you believe in a person that doesn't even believe in themselves? Well, with that being said, that's when you get biblically involved. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people do things and they want God to forgive them. And they don't even think about, hey, God, God will forgive you, but you got to forgive people also. Mm-hmm. You can't walk around not forgiving and expect to be forgiven. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So then you got a lot of people in, in, in the world who, like I say, walk around with baggage. They carry this baggage with them daily. Mm-hmm. And when they enter relationships, they may tell the person that they entered a relationship, that they're entering a relationship with them with a clean slate. Uh-huh. But you can't enter a relationship with a clean slate if the person who you entered a relationship with is they looking for you to fail. Uh-huh. And that's it's definitely a problem. Like your, it's like your smallest mistake will be your biggest mistake. Uh-huh. And it's only because that person is expensive.
Another one is communicate effectively. Be clear about your commitment. Say what you can do and what you know you can't do. Build trust gradually by it takes small steps. Don't expect too much too soon. You know, Pearl, a lot of times when we enter into relationships, we put people on a pedestal, and when they fail, it's like they, it's the end uh-huh. of the world. It shouldn't be the end yeah. of the world. You know, I had a person tell me the other day, he was up, he, he was in, he, he loved this woman, got broke up, got back together. The woman was five minutes late on a date. He got mad and went off on her. Really? Five minutes? Uh-huh. Wow. You, now you go act the fool. But see, but the thing is, it was more about power and control than it was the fact that the person was five minutes late. So when you go into something and expecting too much, you're going to become uh-huh. disappointed. So yep. again, and also make decisions carefully. Think before committing. A lot of times we say we go do something that we know good well we ain't gonna do. And be organized so you can honor your commitment and have the courage to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything if you don't want to do it. You know, what's your Man. take on that? Have the courage to say no. I know how to say no. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes my no yeah. can be yes. It just depends on the situation. You said I know how to say no. <laughs> I know how to say no. Mm. I might say no right now, but later on when I find the time, it may turn into yes. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what the person is requiring you to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pearl, what's your take on that? I need light. Okay, so so my bosses, you know, like we, we thought they were a joke, and then um, they had a staff meeting, and they're like, if you guys don't do this, we're going to write you up. And we're like, oh, you know. And so we're copying and pasting our state notes. And, bam, they write me up. But I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> shoot, I'm a shoot. <laughs> you know, I, I was accountable. That's why they wrote me up, you know. And, uh-huh. uh, and I told them, I said, you know what, I'm glad you guys did that because now, you know, we look at you guys as authority. Like, you guys are really going to do that. We We don't look at you as a joke. Like, you're you know, new owners stepping out now, and now I trust that, like, I better do my job because I'm replaceable. I better mm-hmm. not think I'm like, what my fiance says, I'm not irreplaceable. <laughs> you know? Well, you know what? So, you said in a workplace, because some people don't think about that even in a relationship. A person can only deal with your baggage for so long. And I tell individuals, there's a difference between a person having baggage versus a person that was traumatized. I can deal with right. baggage, meaning if you got some things that you're working on, some things that you, you know, you got some shortcomings or whatever the case may be, that's not a problem. But if you got some unresolved trauma and this trauma keep rearing its ugly head in our relationship and it's a problem, whether it's abandonment issues, trust issues, anger issues, it, that's a whole lot when it comes to the trauma part. And I think that in some cases, men have way more patience than some women because they kind of minimize it when they see a woman that's been traumatized versus a woman, even though we may enable the person or we may do these things, 
But we got to know the difference between what is baggage and what is trauma. And we got to be consistent. Again, trust is built from consistency. If I know this is what you do, then I can kind of know what to expect. You want to participate openly. You want to be honest. Some individuals are just pathological liars. Some people don't know how to be honest. They really don't. You know, I had a I had a staff member one time, Pearl. This woman would lie uh-huh. so much. She was just she. Uh-huh. No matter what, I knew she was gonna lie. I can ask her a question. She gonna lie. So what I did, whenever I needed somebody to tell a lie, I let her tell it. So whenever something happened or probation was coming for an order, let her talk because she gonna lie. That way, I didn't lie. She lied. <laughs> she lie. I, it is so crazy to when she quit, Pearl. She told me she was in another state, but she postmarked the letter, and it said Long Beach. How you in Alabama oh, wow. and it say Long Beach? She lied all the way wow. to the end. <laughs> yeah, she you're going to lie. At least be good. At least be good. <laughs> she wasn't good yeah. at all. So in order to get someone to trust you in building trust, you've got to be honest and tell the truth. And because lies diminish trustworthiness when you know that a person is not honest. You also uh-huh. want to basically, um, when we're talking about these, these things in regards to lies, you've got to be able to help people. Being authentic and kindness build trust. So if, if you are a caring person, a person knows that they can trust you because you're caring. If you're selfish, inconsiderate, arrogant, I don't know if I can trust you that well with some things because you can't even have your own feelings, how you go work on and handle somebody else's. And also being able to show your feelings, avoid self-promotion, and do what you believe is right. And admit mistakes. You know, People struggle sometimes with admitting mistakes. Now, you indicated, Pearl, what happened when you when you got caught because they told you, but you guys kind of took it for granted, thinking, oh, they're not going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is okay. Oh, this. But when you got rolled up, it was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this could be uh-huh. a problem. Yep. So when you talk right, about admitting your mistakes, Sometimes people will admit they mistakes because they'll say, well, I said I was sorry. I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but they, they don't even know why they're saying they're sorry. Yeah, We should take exactly. that in regards to admitting your mistakes. Uh, it will always be accountable. You know, even my children, both my children, you know, they're 14 years apart. Kaylee's 23. Uh, Brett just turned 10. But whenever they said sorry, I'm like, tell me why you're sorry. So they can hear and they can learn from it. I don't want to hear just sorry. Like, sorry is just so generic to me. Tell me why you're sorry. So that way we can go through it. You know, we can work through it. And then you can hear yourself say it. And then maybe, you know, once it comes out from your head to your mouth, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, I'm pretty silly that I did that, you know. And, and it kind of teaches, a, a, I, I think it build, built, uh, built a uh, positive characteristic. Got you. Character is important. Ron, what's your take on that in regards to your mistakes? Well, it's easy to admit your mistakes, but 
But a lot of people don't want to hear your admission. Because I had an experience where I had admitted some things that I had did, and it turned around and blew up in my face. Because in reality, the person couldn't accept the truth. They were more willing to accept a lie than to accept, hey, this man just being honest and truthful about the things that he did. So it's easy, once again, to admit, but you got to realize who you, who you admit to and can they have the, like they say, you can handle, handle the truth. Got you. A but, lot of people can't. But I'm going to say this, Jerome, because I know where you're going with that one. The problem with that is the betrayal and the hurt. So even though a person admitted that they did it, it doesn't ease the blow of what happened. And that's where that becomes a problem. Meaning, um, if one of my ex-husbands was to come to me and say, you know, Jeanette, I just want to let you know that 30 years ago I da 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 and I'm looking at that situation like, why are you telling me this now? Because of the behavior, I would look at the character of the person, the behavior that was done, and that may be something that I may say, you know what, thank you for letting me know, but that doesn't mean that the person can still, it, that doesn't mean that it, 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 it hurts any less. I'll say that. And I'll use this as an example. I remember going to, I remember um, my last husband told me a lie, and that lie lasted almost 40 years, that one lie. And I'm going to say almost 40 years, because it was less than that. It was over 30-something, but it was close to it. And so I remember going to a party one time, and I always remember what he told me. But when I was at a party and I saw a girl that looked like my husband, moved like him, sounded like I'm like, wait a minute. This don't even and when I and I, I noticed that the child's father was looking at me, looking at him, looking at me, looking at him. And I'm looking like, what the hell? So when I got home and I asked my husband, he said, She the wrong age. How's she the wrong age if you told me you ain't never slept with that girl? You've been lying to me all these years. But it came uh-huh. out way to where I can say I forgive you, but I couldn't maintain that. I, I had to leave that alone. I was like, mm-mm. Because to me that shows well, character. If you, if you see somebody... Dealing with a person that don't mean them no heavenly good, and then you have enough guts to say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to reveal something to you because I see you hanging around this person, and they don't mean you no damn good, and this is why I say that. Well, he did that. He did, Byron told me that. Byron kept telling me, she ain't your friend. She ain't your friend. But he lied about it, but he didn't tell his whole part. But that's not a lie. Well, that's if somebody don't tell you something, that's not a lie. Yeah. Well, mm. apparently that child looked like him. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Oh, 
over, you didn't inform me of this. That don't make it a lie. I just didn't tell you. Well, just like if, if, if a person he had Possible origins of trust issues include having a low self-esteem, 
past betrayal, mental health issues or disorders, adverse childhood experiences, or traumatic events. At any time your sense of safety or security is threatened, it can cause trust issues to arise. And a lot of individuals may not be aware of that. Too. Uh, what, what did you say? Miscommunication. Well, yeah, miscommunication can also cause that in regards to you are basically, um, you know, communicating or lack of communication can become an issue. And um, some of the things that I indicated is what are trust issues and what are some of the signs. They assume betrayal. They anticipate betrayal. They can be overly protective. They distance themselves from others. They avoid commitment. They refuse to forgive for even the smallest mistake. They're weary of people or they feel lonely or depressed. And now you're making it from um, where it becomes a you issue because the individual is so busy holding on to stuff. And then the next question becomes, can trust issues ever go away? People who seek help for trust issues are often able to regain a sense of trust in others. you got to be able to talk that out. One of the things that I've learned, I'll tell people, some people don't know no better. You just didn't know no better. Now, just because you didn't know no better doesn't mean i got to keep dealing with you. But by that same token, I'm not going to punish myself. Meaning, I know in my lifetime I've overlooked a lot of things because it was, they have been right in my face. But it's kind of like you said, Jerome, if the person is a person is a robber and you missing something, you know that person steals, so that's a problem. So it, it's one of those things that we overlook things. Like I, I had a person one time. He would share how his father was not a very he dealt in infidelity. He accused his brother of being inf- infidelity. Everybody in the family was cheaters. So if everybody in your family is a cheater, how are you not a cheater? That don't make no sense to me. Now, I didn't want to accuse the man of anything, or I didn't want to become overly paranoid, and we got along great. No arguing, no fighting, no reason for me to distrust. No. I got married and found out the man was a bigamist. I'm like, what the hell? Um, man had a wife for 12 years that I knew nothing about, and we lived together for four years. So, but his thing was he didn't know how to tell me, so he kept the lie going until I found out, and I found out on accident. I wouldn't have never even known, because that man tried to cover every track he possibly could think of. And all he had to do was say, hey, I'm married, I'm separated, I'm in the process of getting a divorce. I can own that. I'm cool with that. But to lie and have this big old wedding and you know you married, Mm-mm, that ain't cool. That is so not cool. So how would you handle a situation like that, Jerome? Uh, I don't know how I would handle that. Somebody <laughs> would be hurt. <laughs> why, why you got to hurt somebody?
she found out, don't go home. <laughs> the brother said, I thought you knew. Hell no, I didn't know. The man put zero marriages on the birth, on the death, I mean, on the um, marriage certificate. So if you put zero marriages and you said you've never been married before, why should I not believe you? Well, you need to be analyzing what was this alternative motive. You know what? And that is true. That has something behind that. You know what? And I'm going to tell you the, the crazy part about it. The military told me that man had a history of marrying women for their money. I didn't have no money. That man was giving me money. That man was giving me an allotment. He, the people told me, Jeanette, that man admitted to everything you said, and that man was in love with you. How the made a con artist fall in love? <laughs> because we didn't have that kind of relationship. We had, we got along great. Got along great. And he was a little man, and I'm not even attracted to little men. So when we start talking about some of the red flags and we're talking about trust issues, one of them is the different values. Being different is not always a bad thing, but different personalities often can complement each other, and you can always learn new things from someone with contrasting takes on life. So you don't want to make that seem like that's a bad thing, but the inability to apologize, a history of failed relationships. Now, when we start talking about trust issues and a history of failed relationships, if a person is constantly making themselves a victim and people have done them wrong and they did this, this to you, and it says, has your partner always struggled to maintain happy relationships, either over the past, um, uh, either with past lovers, family, or friends? Everyone has a few ups and downs in the past, but if your partner has a history of failed relationships, and constantly blame others or able to reasons for these failures, you got to start asking some tough questions. One of the things, Jerome, I would get in trouble for was I didn't ask questions. I didn't ask the tough questions. I would just go along with the flow. And yeah, well, that's just create communication. <laughs> so in other words, I always thought that people don't want to feel like they're being interrogated. When you're in a relationship, sometimes you got to ask questions. Sometimes you just can't walk through life with eyes wide shut. Uh-huh. That means your eyes are open, but they're closed to the back. Okay. Uh-huh. you need to question. Got you. Well, what's your take on that? Some things you need to question. Because sometimes people don't want to no, interrogate. But where do you draw the line between interrogating and having a, a, a dialogue with someone? What do you got to lie? I, I concur. I concur with Jerome. You know, uh, I got to keep eyes wide open. I don't know. Like, um, that's a tough one. Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess, I guess you got to think of, like, um, you know, their their past or how they've been, you know? Like, have mm-hmm. they lied about this before? Or something like this, or like you said, have they played victim? Are they playing victim again? It's just like, you know, um, that's a tough one. Mhm. Well, you know what? And this is the thing. Um, even with when I was talking about being married to the bigamist, 
I didn't, I wasn't angry with him. I was disappointed in him. But for, even after that, I still didn't hold on to a grudge. I, I didn't. And, you know, because there are ways to build your relationship and rebuilding trust. And I want to say that because I know we have actually ran out of time. But you want to, to rebuild trust, you got to listen to the other person's anger and hurt feelings. you got to hear them out. you got to be able to empathize with them. you got to ask what is needed to prevent a reoccurrence, meaning what do you need? What do you, you know, this person didn't stop being a bigamist because this person got remarried to somebody else and then was still trying to get in touch with me. I'm like, really? <laughs> then the wife called me. And then she said, well, I see that your my husband's been calling you, and you don't call him. I ain't thinking about your husband. Girl, you don't know what the hell you done got a hold of. And I felt bad for the woman because the woman was elected to be ambassador of an island. So he, he, was, he was good with what he do. Another one, you got to be conscious of all the things listed that show trustworthiness. you got to take full responsibility for your actions and make a heartfelt apology expressing your regret. Now, the thing is with apologies, a lot of times, like you said, Pearl, earlier, people will say they're sorry or you taught your children that when they say that they're sorry to know what they're sorry about. Sometimes individuals don't want to accept your apology, and they don't have to accept your apology, but by that same token, you want to be sincere. If you know you've wronged something or someone and you've broken their trust, don't just go to them like they just supposed to forgive you. Like my son, it's a blessing to be in my presence. Who the hell made you God, you know? So, Jerome, what is your take on that in regards to a, a heartfelt apology? Did you give her a heartfelt apology? Yeah, I gave her a heartfelt apology to the best of my knowledge. To the best of your knowledge. Sometimes, sometimes people want you to say things that they want you to sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to sugarcoat things. A lot of people just know how to just do it. Well, when I say a lot of people, I'm going to say me. And men, we don't really sugarcoat things. We get right to the point and give it to you at face value. Mm-hmm. But us doing that can hurt. That can create hurt. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't say it to where, okay, that's where, oh, uh, Insecure, well, that's where insecure come in and uh, not being passive. Because mm-hmm. you could just be a hard rock, and that's how you deliver mm-hmm. That's how the person receives it. But if, if it's a true, honest uh, um, apology, it should be accepted no matter how it comes. Mm-hmm. Well, because you heard it. You have to acknowledge you're wrong. But the only problem that I see in a lot of times when individuals have unresolved trust issues is they want you, the other person may want you to pay for their pain. Hey, right, right. And that's not fair because the the price is never going to be enough. So now you have turned this person into a puppet to where they're jumping through hoops and hurdles and and trying to repair and trying to be at your beck and call because they're trying to get back into your good graces, and that person may have put up a wall to they're never going to let you back into their good graces. 
And because of that, it can become a problem. You know, like I said, I, after what I went through in my last marriage, ain't no way I would go date that man or let that man back in my life. I could not trust him. I couldn't trust him, and I did not care for his character. And I was talking to someone the other day, and they just straight up told me, they said, Jeanette, that man didn't love you. And I was like, dang, really? He said, that man needed you for something. And after you played your position, he didn't need you no more. And he may have been telling the truth. I can accept that. But he never wanted to admit it. He would never admit it. But the thing is, we start talking about 20 ways to rebuild trust in a relationship. One, make a commitment. Both partners take responsibility, meaning both. You you can't blame another person. You both got to take responsibility. Redefine your communication style, whether you are passive, passive-aggressive, aggressive, assertive, but you got to redefine your communication style. You got to accept repairs attempt, meaning at least the person tried to repair it or attempted to. And set time to talk about the betrayal. The betrayal, if it's infidelity, you don't need to know all the details. Because if you start hearing all the details, you may develop an image of this person in your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't need to know all of that. That's way TMI, too much information. Set a time to negotiate weekly meetings to talk about a relationship check-in. You've got to check in to see where you're at. You know, are we good? Are we not good? How you doing? But you've got to have a, a, a check-in period. And you know, we, a lot of people assume. Oh, yeah. When you assume, like they say, you make an ASS out of you and me. You also want to create a culture of appreciation. When a person feels appreciated, they're willing to do more, and when they feel like they're being appreciated and not taken for granted, you can also build from the relationship, starting a new relationship. You know, a lot of times people want to start over, start over, start over. What are you starting over with? The person is still have the same behaviors. Got to keep going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Pearl, what do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today as we talk about unresolved trust issues? So what do you want the listeners to know before we end the show tonight? Well, if you suffer from unresolved trust issues, just go look in the mirror in the dark room or by yourself and just talk to God about it. He will release all that anger, pain, unresolved issues that you have. Don't talk to your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Just take it to God in your quiet time. Mm-hmm. And all of that negative will be erased. Okay. It's just simple. All the negative thoughts. Okay, Pearl. Pearl, what do you want the listeners to know with unresolved trust issues? Pearl? There you go, Pearl. Okay, Pearl then disappeared. Okay, so I want to say this. If it's unresolved, once it's been brought to your attention and once an individual has told you that this right here is causing us problems or you see that it's causing you guys some problems, it's no longer a secret. 
either you're going to do something about it or you're not. If you're not going to do anything about it, it may be time to re-examine the relationship and the role that you're in. Are you playing? Because a lot of times individuals get upset because they feel that they stayed in situations far too long. Individuals play a role in that when they both are in that situation for too long. So, therefore, in order for it to be unresolved, you've got to find ways to resolve it, whether you resolve it together or you resolve it individually. Because there's a difference between um, this is a, a my issue or this is a your issue or this is a our issue. Our issue, right. So you've got to figure out which one it is, meaning if the trust is me and I'm walking around here paranoid, insecure, low self-esteem, don't trust you, following you, got track of that's a me issue. If the other person is causing the individual to feel this way based on their behavior, then you need to re-examine the relationship to determine if this relationship is even worth being in, if all of these things are happening. Now, if it's a we issue, meaning the two of you are struggling with being able to make a commitment to one another because you have done some things or they've done some things and you're taking it back to the drawing board, then those are areas of con- where you can perhaps gain more knowledge and skills and tools through couples counseling. But the one thing with couples counseling is you have to have a desire to want to maintain the relationship. Right. Couples counseling is not going to be effective if the other person is not interested in being in a relationship. That's a waste of time. Couples counseling, it is also illegal and unethical to engage in couples counseling if there's allegations of abuse, meaning the person is, is not, well, the therapist that cannot be responsible to know that there's abuse occurring within the relationship and they're trying to mend something, and the other person may be in danger. That's not good. So those are some of the things that individuals can take from this show tonight as we're talking about this. And if you are a victim of domestic violence, whether it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse, there is a hotline number that you can call with the domestic violence hotline number, which I do not have in front of me, but you can also call 211 and get some information. You can utilize your your mental behavior health insurance, and most employers offer EAP, which is an employee assistance program. So help is available. Do not continue to carry this baggage or trauma with you if you see that it is causing you emotional pain, relationship pain, you're having difficulties maintaining employment, or you're having difficulties even getting along with people in your family. It's not worth it. Anything else you want you want the listeners to know before we end the show tonight? No, you just said it all. <laughs> okay, I'll call you back in a minute. And I know Pearl was saying something about she texted me and said she can hear me, but I guess she can't talk because I ran out of the time on the show. All right, so don't know what the topic is going to be on Monday, but I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And let me know if this is a better time for you in the evening or at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, even though I know I'm about tired of talking to folks right about now. But I want to make sure that more individuals are able to engage and connect onto the show, and I understand that most people are at work in the afternoon. So that's why I took the time.
to make the shows later in the evening, and I will do the same thing Monday evening. Oh, I can't do that Monday evening. So I'll see what I can do with the time. So until then, remember you got this, and thank you for participating and joining in on the show. Thank you, Pro said, oh, this time, please love this. I like 6 p.m. <laughs> Bro, you know what? I could do it on a Tuesday, but you see I had a client log on on Zoom thinking I had a therapy session at 6. So i got to check my time, see what I can do, but I guess the evening time do work better. I'll see what I can do. But thank you again very much. Appreciate you. Bye-bye.